can we access the wisdom of our ancestors? My guest today is Ariane Thomas, who as a practicing lawyer was brought back from the brink of death. And today through shamanic journey, teaches people how to connect with their ancestors to turn off unwanted genetic patterns. Ariane and I will dive into the fascinating field of epigenetics too. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started now. Here's your host, Duff Gardner. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast today. I'm your host, Duff Gardner, and this is the show where we talk about how to get off your backside and get started making the impact you want in the world. I'm very excited today. We have a special guest that I met recently at an event, and she fascinated me with her, her take on her the impact that she's making on the world. And I'd like you all to welcome today my special guest, Ariane Thomas. Ariane, how are you doing today? Good. It's a pleasure to be here, Duff. I'm very glad to have you. Um, we were just talking offline, uh, and um, we were talking a little bit about some of the things that you do. And a word that really fascinated me is something that you call epigenetics. I wanted to talk, just start talking a little bit about that. Of course, epigenetics is fascinating yeah. because it is a recent scientific development that has only been occurring since scientists have been studying the human genome. Okay. And it used to be relegated to the scientific world of geneticists and doctors and the people in the scientific realm who um, could read all of the journals and things. Sure. And now it's coming to the um, front where us uh, normal non-scientific people uh, can now read about it and understand it. And it is fascinating because it is now explaining things that those of us who have been working in the healing field have known for hundreds, if not thousands of years, because we've known that we can heal many patterns in our lives. And when we have told the greater world that patterns such as poverty, such as illnesses like diabetes and cancer and arthritis can be healed through an energetic process. Um, the scientific world has gone, oh yeah, that's that woo-woo stuff. You can't believe that, right? Mm -hmm. But what epigenetics has shown us 
is that we actually inherit our belief system from prior generations. Scientific studies have shown that we inherit memories from our parents and our grandparents and prior generations through our actual genes. And when we heal those belief systems, we can turn off negative genes and we can turn on our positive genes. And that's what we do through energetic healing and through the positive actions that we choose to take in our lives. I love that. Um, we were, you know, we were talking kind of in depth about this and, and how you approach your work with your clients. And uh, we started off talking about um, the idea of control of our lives, like the idea that we have absolute control of our lives, as I believe what you said. And so what epigenetics and what you do with your practice actually takes us out of the conversation of sort of genes and fam our family story being what's kind of directing our choices in our life. And it, and it, it changes it entirely. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about that and clarify that in your own words. But I find that fascinating. Absolutely. Prior to the last 20 or 30 years, both the scientific community and psychologists have told us that we were at the mercy of either our genetic heritage, because our genes controlled not only our height and our eye color and um, what our predisposition was in terms of our intelligence and our talents, and that that's what controlled who we were going to be when we grow up, grew up. But psychologists came along and said, oh, no, no, that doesn't control everything. What controls your life are what your parents taught you, the environment you grew up in. That's what controls who you become when you grow up. What your parents taught you when you were two and three and five and six. That your environment when you were a child determines what you become, um, what your life is like when you grow up. So by the time you're 10 or 15, your, your life is predestined by either your genes or by your environment. And the good news is what epigenetics has shown us and what healers have shown us is that we now have absolute control over our destiny, that neither our genes nor our environment control who we are at any point in our lives. Because we can turn on positive genes and we can turn off those negative genes at any point. You know, I find this conversation very freeing. I'm sure our listeners have probably friends or maybe their own story where they feel very at the mercy of these other forces that you're talking about. And so what you're, what you're giving us is it's this opportunity to think differently uh, and, and, and recast our, our futures. Um, you know, I was actually fascinated by your story, your story of how you came to be this way 
because uh, you actually are a trained, used to practice a lawyer, and then you've chosen this life, uh, which is quite different. And I think people would really be fascinated with that story. Maybe, um, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, sure. Um, I grew up in a, um, shall we say, a typical dysfunctional family, right. which is as dysfunctional as most other families, shall I say? Yep. <laughs> um, my father was an alcoholic. My mother was mentally ill. I was one of eight children. Wow. So um, the, there was a lot of physical, mental, and sexual abuse in the family. And so when I grew up, I felt helpless and powerless. And the first thing I wanted to do when I got out of the house was number one, get away, and number two, create a sense of power in my life. So I went to school and decided to become a lawyer because that was gonna give me a sense of control over my life. And so I went to school and became a warrior. I was gonna control my life. I was gonna get some respect. I was gonna get some power and nobody was gonna do that to me ever again. So I became a litigation attorney, wow. which means I went into court and I beat the pants off of people. And I became well-respected. I um, earned money. My clients loved me. And I also felt like I was doing some good because I was protecting others. Sure. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't become one of those um, uh, criminal attorneys who were defending the bad guys. I always wore the white hat. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. I had some sense of, you know, <laughs> let's do good in the world. Sure. And um, I was married. I had a good job. I owned my own home. I had my own business, and I was so depressed. I was. I was almost suicidal. And I did this for more than 20 years and it never got any better. I was really good at what I did, but I was miserable. I didn't want to fight. I really didn't want to fight, but everybody told me how good I was at this. Right. And I was doing everything that the world said I should be doing. I had what looked like the perfect life in the eyes of everyone else but it wasn't what my heart wanted to do right but i didn't i didn't know how to get out of it until one day i was sitting at my desk and all of a sudden i got really tired and i went and i told my boss i said you know i think i'm coming down with something i'm gonna go home i must be getting the flu or whatever two weeks later i ended up in the hospital and after a series of tests and multiple doctors coming in, the doctor came up to me and said, you are dying. There is nothing we can do about it. We have no idea what's wrong and we don't know what to do for you. So no. you can stay here or we can send you home. And it's like, if I'm gonna die, I'd rather die at home than here in the hospital. Yeah. 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 So I went home and a friend of mine brought a shaman to me. 
Now, my father is three-quarter Cherokee, and so I've always been connected to Native American spirituality. And that shaman brought me back from the brink of death, literally brought me back from the brink of death. And since then, I have been very connected to the ancestors. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to connect with our ancestors and to do shamanic journeying to connect us to the ancestors who carry the wisdom and the healing of those unwanted genetic patterns that lead us to the defective genes um, that are turned on in our bodies. And all we have to do is ask because they have the wisdom from the other side to heal us and to tell us what we need to know in this lifetime. And that's what I do with clients. And after I wrote my first book on healing your healing your family patterns, at the end of that book, I said, I hope one of these days the scientific community figures out why this works because they're, they're dismissing the wisdom of these generations. And that's when epigenetics finally hit the market where it is now understandable to the general public. Right. You know, what I love about this topic too is um, I believe really strongly that going forward, um, a lot of people talk about transfer of wealth and I like talking about the transfer of wisdom, you know, Mm -hmm. and to do whatever you can to transfer the wisdom uh, of of what you've learned in this life. Uh, And so what I often ask guests is, as you've gone through this journey, uh, maybe what is the number one insight that you've gleaned? You're at the brink of death and you've learned something deeply. And so what is the biggest insight that you transfer to people as you go forward? Is that we have a choice. We always have a choice in our life. It's that if you are unhappy, if you feel that what you're doing does not call to your heart. If you don't wake up with joy in in your heart every day, then something's wrong. And you need to find what calls to you. What is your life purpose? Where is that? Where is that purpose in your life? And even if you make small steps towards reorienting your life, those will open up the doors to transforming your life into a life of joy and wonder, but not only for yourself, but for future generations and everyone around you. Right. Right. I love that. Um, and, you know, I, I want to pick up again on this I, um, this idea that you spoke about earlier. Um, you know, like listeners who have followed the show for a while know that I grew up in Alberta, which is part of Canada, which is a little bit like Texas uh, in mm-hmm. the States, uh, fairly conservative in their views. Um, 
what I love about what you're talking about is to me, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, we often talk about, you know, one of my, uh, my followers also know I've got a pet named Seamus, a doggy. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we think nothing about uh, other animals passing on stories. Uh, we think of it as instinct and, you know, things that they do that are passed on. It makes com complete sense that the same thing happens to human beings that there's stories that get passed over time and are just embedded in our psyche. Even if you think of it from a, uh, a cognitive point of view where stories are incredibly important, um, they're just units of memory that keep getting passed between generations. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think this is so interesting that we need to pay attention to is, um, is how these stories get passed down over generations and how we, we have a choice at some point to to craft our future absolutely let's let's take a look at the at the issue of poverty yeah. and limitation sure take a look at the history of most people in the world most of us have come from a history of slavery mm -hmm. of conquest of feudalism um, of servitude and it's no wonder that we feel locked into a place where we don't feel like we deserve wealth we don't feel like we deserve to have control over money where we don't feel like we deserve to be in a place where someone else is in control of our ability to control money in our lives right. and where we don't take responsibility over our ability to make money right. because we come from factory workers we come from employees we come from um, those people who used to serve nobles right who used to serve warlords um and th that's our heritage sure and in some ways those are positive things because the the great um the great um uh what can i say um the great massive um buildings of the world you know like sending the astronauts to the moon could yeah. not have taken place without the efforts of a multitude of people coming together to help build that sure. the pyramids couldn't have built been built without thousands of people's cooperation sure on the other hand we cannot be limited by having a history of slavery so we need to be able to choose whether to work in cooperation with others or whether to be in control of our own business, of our own choice of employment, of our own ability to create money, wealth, and security in our lives. Wonderful. I just love it that you're a bridge to this um, way of thinking and, um, you know, when we were talking offline earlier, uh, 
one of the words that came up was resistance. And actually a, a word that resonated with me when you were speaking earlier is about being respectable. I, I sometimes talk about the idea of being reasonable. Um, you know, uh, whenever I've made a reasonable choice, it, it, it has tended to not serve me, you know, in the way that I thought it might. And so I also, so talk a little bit about resistance in your world and how that applies with your clients. It is always challenging to change. Even if life is painful, even if life is uncomfortable, even if you don't like where you are, change is difficult because you know what today is going to be, bring. You know what tomorrow is going to be like. It's easy to complain. It's easy to say, my life is terrible. My relationships are awful. I hate my job. My boss is terrible. And resistance comes up when we look at what we need to do to change our lives. It's like, if I quit my job, oh no, these terrible things are gonna happen. I'm gonna lose my, I'm gonna lose my house. I'm gonna lose my relationship. I'm gonna lose my car. I'm gonna be a bag lady on the street. Oh no, the world's gonna come to an end. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. Because it's more comfortable to stay here and complain. Right. But we have to get off our duff and do something. <laughs> right? Yes to that, right? Yes. And that's resistance. But when we accept the challenge and we choose to change and move through that resistance, what happens is when we get on the other side, life opens up. Yes. It's like moving through the fog into the sunshine. Love it. And life becomes beautiful. Our relationships change and become wonderful. All of a sudden, being stuck in a marriage where, you know, you're just going through the day, you get up in the morning and you kiss your spouse and it's like, wow. Aren't they wonderful? Yeah, no wonder I fell in love with this person. I see them right. for the beautiful person that they truly are and the person that I fell in love with. Yeah, I really like this. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, and so the other thing like, that I wanted to make sure to get in is, um, you know, in that context, something that we talked about offline as well is this idea of healing family patterns. Yes. Tell me more about that. We inherit those memories from our family. Not only of the bad stuff, we also inherit the good stuff. We inherit um, a lot of good traits from our families. Yeah. We inherit those traits of closeness, of honesty, of values, of connection of of um, all of those wonderful things that families build together and those things we want to keep sure it's the memories of broken things that we want to let go 
Right. And when we change those unwanted family patterns of ill health, of financial limitation, of broken relationships, we change them not only for ourselves, but we change them for future generations. Right. For our children, our grandchildren, our siblings, and everyone that's connected to us on a genetic level. Wonderful. And that's the beauty of this. I love it. I, this is such a fascinating topic to me. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, you, this is uh, a gift that you're providing to the listeners today as well. And I, I want to make sure to get that in. Um, Ariane has a gift for you um, specifically around this idea of healing family patterns, uh, which is, I think, something that all of us could, could, um, will really benefit from. And so I wanted to give you that URL. It's going to be in the notes below, but just I wanted to give it to you here as well. You can go to the URL ancestrallineageclearing.com forward slash healing dot, or sorry, healing dash gifts. So I'm going to say that one more time. Ancestrallineageclearing.com forward slash healing dash gifts. And we'll also have that URL in the show notes below, but make sure you go there and grab that gift because it deals specifically with healing family patterns. Uh, Ariane, uh, any, any sort of parting words as we sort of wrap up today? I, I, I've, I've been completely fascinated with our conversation and I can't wait to have another one. <laughs> Terrific. I just want to let people know that when you heal yourself, you heal your families. And when you do that, you heal the world. So choose your destiny because it makes a difference. Thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you, Ayan. And thank you to all my listeners today for coming and, and taking in Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast. We love having you every week. And uh, go forth into the world and make sure you teach what you love and you live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner, and I'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, Teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.